and welcome back to the final Geek Whispers episode. I'm John Mark Troyer. And I'm Amy Lewis. And I'm Matt Broberg. <laughs> and we're here live at VMworld 2017. It's actually somebody with a megaphone, uh, some beside us has started making noise, so I hope my mics are good enough. Anyway, it's a little bit noisy here. Hey, well, that if we didn't record in extreme circumstances, we recorded on the floors, in front of bathrooms, in front of elevators, with Matt's head on a box a couple times. <laughs> we recorded, and, yeah, with one mic yelling into it in yeah, the table. Yeah, three people huddled around a Yeti yelling <laughs> at a very loud conference. So I think this will be uh, pretty classy in comparison to those early ones. We are very high tech. We are a classy organization. Hey, well, if you haven't gathered it, this is episode 140 of the Geek Whispers. We've been doing this for, and I'm going to look at my colleagues for how many years? Five? Four or five Four years or five now. Years. We yeah. managed to get out 140 episodes. We are, we are bringing uh, the plane to a landing. We're bringing the show to a close. Uh, you know, you don't, for a couple different reasons. I mean, maybe we should talk about that first. Everyone's a little bit surprised, um, you know, when we, when we made this decision, we decided to record here at uh, VMworld 2017, our final episode. I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, landing the plane here? I, well, it's so funny. Of all things that you know how my ridiculous mind works, like, I thought about which Hollywood couple was it that had a conscious uncoupling. I was like, we're not getting divorced. We're having, yeah. No, and it's not it's even like that. It's just that made me laugh when I thought about it. It's, yeah. it's, it's more like um, I came from publishing. We're having an intentional, intentional close to the book. Well, I also think of like TV shows, like when they go on a season or two too long, it's like, well, they should have, the story could have ended in season six, but yeah. they went to season seven because everybody wanted to make money. I think for, I mean, for me, maybe some of it was, we all have new jobs. We all have had several jobs over the last five or five years, we, four or five years. We all have, we now all actually have jumped into new jobs with extraordinarily time and, and attention commands and that maybe jobs we haven't quite done before and so we were just we took our it. own advice right <laughs> yeah yeah and we were i mean we were, we had a time crunch and and so the episodes were kind of actually hard to produce so that was part I mean, of it th that's a really honest part to throw out there that like <laughs> we're all like okay so who's gonna tackle that next next one bueller bueller <laughs> oh okay i guess we'll just wait a couple more months and when, when we were looking around, we still had a huge following. We had wonderful people that learned so much from our content. And just my thought is it's, it's an act of respect. So just Agreed. end on a high note as opposed to letting it drag on. Um, and what I love about it, I mean, I've already been so touched by the people that have come up at VMworld and been like, you know what? You gave me a reason to go back to the very beginning and start listening again. And oh, wow. uh, because it's kind of this idea of like, okay, since we decided to say like this is the end, it reminds people of like what we've done together. Yeah. It's like, and it's really been a journey, a collective journey for all of us. Yeah. Well, that's it, when you end a, any book series, you want to go back and go, what did I miss? No. Like, you know, what did I? See, what will I see differently this time? Yeah, I, and maybe. Well, let's maybe let's go there. Uh, we started this podcast. Um, origin stories or at least what we were talking about right it was at the conjunction between marketing and and technologists and engineering and we all three of us had roles where we were kind of grappling with that in our day jobs i was working at vmware i was at cisco yeah i was at emc and doesn't we even exist anymore <laughs> well and we all had these programs that we were trying to work on and, and kind of grapple with you know i don't know any comments on the first set of episodes around that were targeted at those uh kind of job issues that we were all kind of grappling with i've told many jokes about this uh maybe privately but publicly like it was uh if i came in hot under the collar because i needed something like nobody understands me and you know you two did and we would we would do an episode on some 
point, some grand point I was trying to make is I was trying to learn and struggle through it, you know? Oh, so hey, all of us. It was therapeutic. So if, you, if there are, for the detective, detectives among, amongst us, it might be that if you go back to the early episodes <laughs> and look at what either Cisco, EMC, or VMware was doing at the time, <laughs> that may have been, we may have had a meeting that afternoon about that very topic. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny. Like our very first conversation just was built on that foundation of how we met each other, which was Twitter. We were talking about the Twitters don't tweet themselves <laughs> and how like the, we are the people behind that. We are the people behind what we now are very well at defining as influence marketing. Yeah, we didn't know even what to call it then, really. We we hadn't figured all that out. We just knew we were angry and we didn't fit in the damn org <laughs> yeah, chart, right? That's exactly. We were angry and didn't fit in the org chart. That is hell. I'm not going to stand it. <laughs> Well, um, maybe let, let's talk about influence marketing for a sec, right? So, Amy, that kind of your term. You want to define it for a little bit? For me, that came a, as a way of not just being about social media, because I think that's one set of tools. So the way I talk about it is influence marketing is people, platforms, and content. Um, and the people being those people with an opinion who aren't necessarily always paid to have one. And the content's the content we create together, and that could be any scope of things. And the platform was really the key breakthrough. Half of that is virtual, so social media, commonly known, and half of that would be in real life, events of any size, shape, or form. So people platform content, put it all together, and magic happens, right? You, you get you get something beyond what is typically done in a marketing organization. Yeah, yeah, and the, the paid, earned, owned. Uh, so bringing that kind of traditional... PR hat that you've held before, Amy, like into the mix and and getting this view of like, oh, so we're running this ourselves, but there are already th these other platforms that we can participate in. And then seeing that as another way of, of getting out there and connecting with people. Um, I think it just like when you cross those two things together, you get this huge spectrum of like ideas and places you can be and people you can talk to. And it, it fills in a lot of gaps that you see in content marketing, a lot of gaps in inbound marketing that we have a, like a valid claim to be part of that org chart. Yeah, nice. For me also, I have to differentiate it from influencer marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So influence marketing is the kind of art of using influence or, or communities and their mm -hmm. influence and people who are influencing them. I often talk about influencer advocacy and community-based marketing. And sometimes I throw in there, these are examples of relationship-based marketing. Yeah. But, I, you know, influence marketing actually works for me. And, you know, Kat and I started the Influence Marketing Council and it's trying to be an umbrella because otherwise it's too many words, right? Yeah, yeah. And people do get confused because all of us kind of sometimes work with influencers and they're like, oh, influencers, yeah, like Instagram. And, you know, and, and they, they get- Malcolm the, Gladwell, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you know Malcolm, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like this one-dimensional view of it. And, yeah, and we've or mommy always, bloggers. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I hope that, people over our last 140 episodes see that we've kind of been struggling. We've tried not to make it any one thing. It, it's not a simple equation. These are human beings, complicated companies, complicated communities around them. I don't know. And I'm glad that we never talked about just one thing or one topic. Yeah. And I mean, we're also talking right now with the influencer marketing idea. It's like, it's something that we've learned through this process, but I think it, it's also important to say like, what have others learned by listening? And if when we look back, when we pivoted into what we called season two, it's a lot of interviews with really interesting people about real life career decisions. Like how did they start? Where did they pivot to? What were the right decisions? What were the wrong ones? And I think the honesty and breadth of perspectives on career trajectories in this really weird nonlinear pathway uh. that is IT, it resonated. Yeah, it was interesting because we, you know, we're scoping our work based on our work challenges and all as we got our feet underneath us as we understood more things and learned more things that became the next thing we were really interested in is you know 
not all influencers are the same and how do they get there? And, and because so much of what we do is psychological, I guess, like we have to know people and it turns out people like people shocking of shock. So we got such great feedback of people sharing their stories. And like you said, the candor, the honesty, it still brings nearly brings me to tears in terms of some of the things we learned and how we got to know people. It's been, it's been an amazing journey. What a gift. I really liked talking with people about their careers. I liked also that we didn't just pull like executives or people that you would think of as as super successful in their careers and talk about, well, how did you get here, Mr. CEO? Well, I would say we define success in a lot of different ways because not everybody wants to be that, you know, big executive, et cetera. So any sort of micro journey, you know, from... You, you know, yeah, I wasn't meaning to be insulting there. Oh, oh no, my no. goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you talk to interesting people at interesting points in their careers. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, early, late, middle, you know, it was, it was very interesting. I mean, what did we learn? What have you taken away from talking with that many people about their lives? I have a damn good view of, of the org chart in my head. <laughs> you cannot pull that thing out of it. And no. I think, you know, talking one after another after another, like when we wanted to understand products, we talked to people in product. We want to understand technical marketing as it differentiates from developer advocacy, as it differentiates from evangelism. We talked to people over and over again until we felt confident, like, oh, okay, that's either different or actually that's dumb. People shouldn't do that. Um, but we kept asking the question. So the org charts around marketing, sales, and some of engineering, I think we really hit marketing and sales extremely well mm-hmm. over our, our stride here. Uh, that's what I, one of the things I'll take away forever. I, I'll never have to have somebody explain an org chart to me. Well, and uh, we learned a lot about what people will never do again. And it's <laughs> certainly, certainly one of my favorite parts of the show because we were yet to meet a guest that it didn't stump them a little mm. bit. It sets you back on your heels. We learned something new and personal and amazing, like over and over and over again. And nobody answered the question quite the same way twice, but we do. We did see some themes, and I haven't really formulated this in my head, but yeah. a lot about trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hesitate before they move forward in whatever, you know, at the small level or the big, right? Moving forward faster, trusting yourself faster, getting into action more. I wish I hadn't waited as long. I wish I, I just should have jumped into it. Some common themes, right? Oh, yeah. without a doubt. And uh, there's definitely a sense of, uh, you know, making decisions for the right reason. Oh, in, yeah, in yeah. The long not getting run. the shiny title or the yeah, shiny, the shiny title or the bucket of gold yeah, that they're yeah, offering yeah. you to sell your soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, those moments when I did that. Or that, I, I should have trusted the, my gut. Right. And people who admitted, like, this felt like a career stumble, but I recovered, and here's what I learned from it. I mean, those were so powerful. It's so amazing to know that any of us can stumble but not fall completely, and that yeah. takes a little bit of that fear away. Yes. Nice. Let's see. Another In terms of careers, we also kind of looked at uh, evangelism. We hit down that quite a bit. There are still people called evangelists, people called technical marketing engineers, people called developer advocates, um, so the role of people who go out and talk to people, boy, we chewed on that a lot. We did. And oddly enough, I still feel like uh, we might differ in opinions. Uh, I think that's probably a, a healthy difference here. But I mean, what do you think, Whispers? Like evangelism, uh, yay or nay in the abstract? Amy. I, oh, I think we all know I'm well documented. <laughs> and I got called out on Twitter a little bit. But uh, no, no, and no. And somebody, uh, you know, we're having some great conversations and saying, like, everyone should be an evangelist. And you talked about skill versus sort of what you're tasked to do, you know, ability yeah, your versus... skill versus your job title. And that's actually something I stole from John on the show. <laughs> but I think he said it casually, and it resonated so hard with me, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like you're, I think everyone should have the skill of, uh, of evangelizing, but have 
maybe a job title that's more anchored in longer-term business value. Yeah, I agree. I think evangelist is a difficult and slippery slope. And it's interesting, we've come through any number of job titles change, you know, fashions change, you know, how many women do you know who are named Phoebe, you know, in these modern times, <laughs> right? So things change, but be right. flexible, be aware of your surroundings, go back and listen yeah. to those archives and think, am I, am I naming myself Phoebe? Yeah. <laughs> am I ready to live with that name? I did, I did just meet an Elsa, but um, <laughs> so yeah, no, the, 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 this role of, uh, I mean, the, the, the rise of social media and the rise of bloggers, and I think the, the the bigger community, the bigger tech community did that too. Like these bloggers became kind of micro publishers and micro celebrities. Mm -hmm. And eventually they, it figured out that this was a modality that the traditional media companies could absorb or the new fee people could become media companies. Um, in the similar way, I think we see here that there was this blogger that came out of, you know, that was very influential in the community. And now we see that, okay, well, this are, these are people and some of them have media platforms, some of them have professional platforms, mm -hmm. some of them go out and speak at conferences, but it's not new, it you know, happened before, it'll happen again, it's a Battlestar Galactica sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I have a conclusion, I, I don't think I've even socialized with these two, but I, where I landed on evangelism is this. I think it is a career builder and a guaranteed job killer in the long run. <laughs> ooh, ooh, wow. So okay. I think evangelism is a perfect stepping stone. It really, you're getting paid full time to be a voice, which guaranteed to up-level your communication skills, make you a more visible part of whatever community you want to be a part of, make you become a subject expert out of necessity. Yeah, it forces so, you to. Yeah, it's a forcing function. So you really like step up your game so hard and it's guaranteed to kill your job at some point because you are going to end up not being relevant in the long run because to your point, Amy, everyone has to do this. It can't just yeah. be one person owning the entire story. But on the flip side of not a career thing, the people that do contribute, whether it's open source or, or blogging or, or whatever, go to user groups or meetups, the people that do contribute find positive return, right? So, so it has nothing to do with your job, but I still haven't quite figured out the one word for that. But. It's the extra credit kids, I always say. Like, you've got to do it as an extra credit. Yeah. If you link it totally to your bread and butter, that's a very different beast than if you do that for extra credit and because... It's the thing you want to do to enhance this broader career set that you've mm -hmm. got, this different skill yeah. set that ties back to the business. I have become an old lady during the scope of this podcast. Yay. Tie back to the business. Uh, Metrics. Did I say it? I just, I think I said it out loud. You're finally as old as I was when we started this. <laughs> it's when true. It it's true. We've reversed age. <laughs> well, so in our own careers, uh, did you ever expect to be where you are now uh, when you were there? Absolutely not. This show alone has completely made me face my own fear of being somebody that is, you know, technical enough that I feel like I should be obligated to stay deeply technical, but recognizing that my value to a business is in a different org chart. So I've always been the self-loathing marketer on this podcast, and I, I never would think I'd be going this direction, but I see a path forward that really resonates and stays in the marketing lane, you know, with some dabbling, with some really good partnerships in other orgs. But mm. It's really due to the show that just kind of kicked my ass into seeing that, like, it's a little clearer than you think it is. Like, you kind of have to have a main lane that you stay in. Nice, nice. How about you, Amy? Yeah, I, exactly that. The idea of a jack-of-all-trades is so great in some ways, but talking about this week after week, honing the pitch, being able to sort of say it over and over and seeing it resonate with people and seeing it make a difference to them. I never would have predicted that from working the VDI booth at Cisco Live <laughs> in 2011 that you know, VDI. <laughs> I would land here. And it really was because of those extra credit projects. It was not because what I was paid to do and figuring out a way to take the extra credit projects 
and figure out the value system and figure out the structure. And John, I always credit you with that. Matt gave me the metrics that sort of, you know, kicked my butt and said, no, you really can push harder, Amy. And you gave me that program structure of like, give it a name, you know, give mm -hmm. it a structure, sure, sure. think in classic marketing terms and good things will happen. So I, it's, it's pretty shocking nice. when I look at how things have changed. Nice, nice. I mean, I I, uh, I ended up doing this for a living now, so that's uh, that's interesting, and I didn't know that at the time. I've told the story when I started VMware doing community and blogging. I was supposed to you know, kind of activate the bloggers that were popping up. At the time, I thought I was going to be there for a year and go on and do another startup or do my own startup uh, again, and I never expected that. So it's been an interesting journey, right? It turns out I'm not quite sure what my skill set is, but people seem to want me to do it, so I'm <laughs> continuing to do it. And that's been great, right? The, the business is great. The consulting is fun. It's kind of like the stuff that I had talked about over the years on the Geek Whispers really helps with the consulting. It turns out I have opinions on a lot of things, yeah. the way that people should be doing things. But also, I think maybe people don't realize that this, like we've said, this was a little bit of a workshop for us every week as we, um, we, we worked it out between ourselves. When the mics were on, we were, we were relatively polite. We tried to be on message. We tried not to waste people's time. We tried to give good content. Uh, you know, but when the mics were off, actually, it was a little bit of a therapy session at times. Without a doubt. And <laughs> you know what? I, I Subtitle louder than F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely nice. We were scheduled to record and said we just talked for two hours with a beer in hand yeah. or whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just kind of walked through like what's happening in our orgs. I love it. But I, I think this the show also taught me like what I think of and the bar I hold people to for a great podcast which is we respect the audience. We try to stay on point with some sort of structure so that we get to some interesting conclusions. But we also, like, we have time to build rapport amongst ourselves because at the end of the day, like, people love listening to other people, not mm -hmm. brands. And we are, like, the collective yeah, together. We're, we're the Geek Whispers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're three normal people, reasonably normal people, <laughs> that enjoy each other's company and like to talk about this stuff. And I hope that, yeah, I hope that energy comes through to people. And I want to say one of the things I think people are kind of maybe most afraid of is, you know, it's the band, you know, splitting up. Is this, uh, you know... Now, Geek Whispers for life. The content yeah. has ended, but we're still who we are, and we still hold these sessions. We might not record all of them, you know, <laughs> but uh, we still talk. We're still connected with each other, and that's part of the joy of that. And knowing each other, and frankly, so many of the friendships we've developed over the years and getting to know you all. So you've led us into your lives, and it's been what an amazing gift that has been because I personally have learned so much from every question and challenge and bit of feedback. It's been unbelievable. I have to echo the same. Yeah, it's, it's extremely humbling and I, I feel very fortunate for the friendships that we've built uh, definitely amongst ourselves, but with many of the guests that we've had on throughout the years and the listeners that are just so gracious and awesome to hang out with. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super grateful. I mean, thank you for letting us into your ears uh, yeah. for, for hours and hours and hours at a time. I mean, when I walk into VMware and other places, it, often it's not uh, the people don't want to talk about the experts or what VMware did or things like that. People people say, hey, I'm a Geek Whispers listener. So oh, it's, yeah. it's really nice. We're not going away. I mean, we're all on different journeys. You know, maybe we'll even come back for a reunion tour and do it like a big event or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I think we're all on the same page that we wanted to end strong yeah. out of thanks, appreciation, and respect for all the work we've done together as a collective community. So well, it's yeah. fun to, to pin it at 142. It just feels right. Well, and I know to, to Matt's point, because we were talking yesterday actually about how he was reflecting and going back to some episodes. Uh, mm -hmm. We love all our children equally, but I have to admit, <laughs> there's a few episodes that I reference ad nauseum. 
what would be one I know, of do you guys have some as well? Sure, of course, but you start. Probably once I just beat on all the time is the Chuck Hollis. That's a drum that I have beaten many times. Very early one. Yeah. Very, Episode very early. five from 2013. Yeah, but teaching us that make heroes of the brave, I think has been the most meaningful thing in my career, to be honest, like in terms of focus on that always and you'll never go wrong. Mm. Get out of the way and let let the people who volunteer to come with you and do whatever crazy project you've got, make them successful and you'll be all right. That yeah. has just been such a clear guiding principle. Nice, nice. Boy, I, I mean, I, some of the evangelism ones stick with me as we examine different people uh, with the titles of evangelists. And I, I actually end up referring to, to Vaughn Stewart's where he took, stepped away from the role of the official role of an evangelist and why he did that is, is also kind of very meaningful to me. At least one that I reference, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of it, it's got to be the right fit. You, you think you're getting something, but, but it turns out, you know, it, again, what we just talked about uh, a few minutes back, right? It's got to be a right fit in the org. So those, those I end up using. You know, the one I'm actually about to use uh, in a conversation, Amy, is the one about prescribed tweets. <laughs> that one, I, I, I like to call that, to one, that I, I like to call that one my little mallet. You know, <laughs> like we created a little audio mallet to smack uh, people with if you need it. Yeah. When anyone is feeling a little gun shy about what to do next with their career, I definitely recommend they go listen to Keith Townsend's podcast with us early on when he's decided to quit his job uh, with, and it was our fault. Uh, because he was listening to the Geek Whispers. And then, uh, yeah, Ken Hoy came on and, and told a similar story of just like, you know what, this, this well, is a decision. Well, he listened to Keith's episode, didn't he? So now we were like double yeah, guilty. We were just like domino effect, like no other <laughs> on those ones. But So I think they're the ones that rattle people out of their comfort zone and be like, you know what, it's not that scary. We're in a very good space where if you d- land a little incorrectly here, you can pivot to somewhere over there. And the fearless that they showed is something I always like to refer back to. Mm, nice. And of course, uh, another one of my favorites, and people ask me about it all the time, is the Dom Dolfino kind of series. And as one of my mentors, his episode on delegate, do, or delete, the three Ds of mm-hmm. uh, Dom's philosophy has uh, been pretty important in shaping my career. It's uh, fun to share with people people get frustrated people feel like they're stuck and he has some really clear advice of things that you can do yourself in any role to kind of help change and and take yourself to the next level which is very empowering right yeah there are countless other ones well there aren't countless there's 140 to be exact (laughs) yeah Yeah. 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 as the metric guy hashtag metrics metrics. (laughs) and i hope people continue to revisit them and tell us what you got out of them and share write blog posts about them and share the content freely um, we have every intention to maintain the website, keep it running forever. Uh, so keep uh, keep doing that, keep participating, and keep reusing it. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we tried hard to do, with a little bit inside baseball, but maybe kind of obvious, is we didn't talk about the news of the week. We didn't talk about articles that came out, uh, uh, you know, in the last uh, little bit. We tried to keep the topics evergreen. Probably should do some work on some theme pages or things like that because, I, you know, I hope people can go can go back and get something out of them. Maybe we can do some learning paths through oh. our uh, through our content. Yeah, it'd be fun. Why not? I was actually just going to go back and look at statistics. Any other episodes that kind of stick in your mind? Or Matt, you're looking at them right there. I mean, I am still really appreciative for uh, when Brian Gracie jumped on and talked about pioneers, settlers, and towns planners. Oh, yeah. like, that yeah, one yeah. generated a lot of conversation. Yeah, that Simon Wardley theory of like these three buckets of types of work uh, that just lend themselves naturally to how people should organize in an organization. So you, maybe you shouldn't have 
you know, one engineering team or one marketing team. It's actually, no matter what the task is, there are different types of minds that like to conquer different types of problems. And it's just such a thoughtful explanation that respects how people do things as opposed to just, you know, being too uh, subservient to the old org chart. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the Star Wars ones, too, where we walk through the org <laughs> chart and kind of try to assign everybody a Star Wars character. Because I think that was actually us learning a little more about org charts and how the other camps live. And they're not all villains, but uh, again, uh, but they come from different perspectives. You know, frankly, I don't know, Amy, you're still in the midst of the big company thing. They're yeah. different perspectives. Different uh, perspectives. I think that but was But they have good. reasons for their perspectives. Usually, that, that's what gets me on Twitter or anything like it. When somebody says, oh, XYZ is stupid. And I actually did some snarky tweets this morning about the VMworld keynote. And I do it. But you always know that, like, it's very rarely that something is stupid. They had their reasons for thinking that way or doing that thing. Sometimes it was constraints they couldn't matter. But sometimes they actually had a rationale. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason other parts of the org think the way they do or have different priorities than you. So, I mean, that's their, their job to do it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. And those were some of my favorite episodes, too, because it humanized what I was demonizing, right? <laughs> yeah, and shame yeah, yeah. on me, right? Absolutely shame on me, because I was doing unto others what I disliked them doing to me. Yeah, but who wasn't guilty of that, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> it, that's a really good thing that uh, it's, it's worth exploring those pieces because uh, we are all humans behind the org chart too. Yeah, I'd like to think of org charts as, uh, it's like chess with people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're trying, I mean, I'm a consultant, right? I look now into lots of different organizations and everyone is different and everyone has a different kind of group think and strengths and weaknesses. And it's amazing that human beings can actually work together and get anything done. Well, you know, part of this wrap up I wanted to do since we are live at VMworld, I want to open the door and see if anyone wants to come in and hang out for a Before second. we do that, I, well, is that the last question? Do we need to ask a last question or is that going to be the- Is there the a question, question we need to ask, Amy? I don't recall <laughs> at this point, no. So if you're thinking about putting together a podcast, um, <laughs> what's one thing you would never do again before you kick off uh, a major uh, project? Uh, <laughs> I would never insist that all three hosts appear on every single episode because it is impossible. <laughs> That's one thing I would never do again. Oh, really? I like that part. Oh, it, no, no, but it's, it's just super hard. It's hard. It's hard. I guess I would never be okay with the amount of manual crap you need to do to, to get from recording all the way to publishing. Automate the hell out of that so that it never becomes this thing that drags on that by the time you're done collecting the episode off of whatever device you recorded on, it's a couple clicks to get it to a blog post. Mm -hmm. Edit less, um, publish more. Yeah, exactly. That, that was always a struggle because we didn't take the time to do that really well. There are people that have, so highly recommend like pursuing that vigorously at the beginning spend money if you have it yeah. yeah yeah spend a little money to make some money there and by make money i mean <laughs> use a patreon or something yeah. <laughs> oh this one's hard i could get a little i could so, get i mean what would you never do again <laughs> don't turn down any idea that comes this was crazy we did this through extreme circumstances we gave up time with families we were late to this that and the other we recorded it in extreme circumstances if you have the opportunity to do something great and work with people you really admire do it don't walk away because you're afraid don't walk away because it's hard don't walk away because you think you're not good enough do it lean into it get in there and record try it if it fails there's another episode you can edit it down you can do something different but don't not try nice amen amen 
Well, shall we? Uh, so we're in a little pod here at uh, on the VMware yeah, floor. Yeah, it feels a little too uh, sectored off from the rest of our, our people. So let's open the door and see what happens. <laughs> so we're here now with Angela Luciani, who just sat down. Angelo, welcome to the Geek Whispers. Thank you. Any last words on the final Geek Whispers? Yeah, uh, you guys have really inspired a lot of folks. So I, I hope that comes across from the community. You've inspired folks to start podcasts, talk about broad range of topics on their podcasts. So I, you guys have really made a difference. I, I want to share that on behalf of myself and also the broader community, if I can, if I can say that. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Nick, and, you're a reasonably new listener to the podcast. Am yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself? So I'm Nick Cordy. I, I'm the systems engineer at Staff One. It's an HR services company in Dallas. And heavy into VMware, did some vSAM this year, and I started listening to podcasts about the V brown bag, because I was studying for my VCP6, and then I saw this podcast called The Geek Whispers, and I thought, well, what's that? And I started listening to The Geek Whispers, and I thought, whoa, this is cool stuff, you know, training us to think about things that we don't normally think about, our careers, and making sure that you spend time working on that, and it was just really, you know, brain-blowing type stuff that I just <laughs> didn't think of, you know, when you're pedal to the metal, it's Five hard. days a week, yeah. you don't you don't think about that stuff. And I really appreciate the fact that you've all made me think differently in all the all the things you said. And it's just very yeah. eye-opening. And I hope that I'll be able to always make time for my career well, and know, inspire others to do you it. You know, Nick, you're exactly, I mean, we were talking about the people that kind of, I don't know, we, we don't have a really good word for it. But, you know, the kind of people who, again, kind of say, okay, well, I have my job, but I'm going to do a little extra uh, because I want to learn. And you just started a blog. You recently, you just started to kind of go to, you know, user groups and, and podcasts. This, I think, is your first VMworld, right? Yeah, first you're, VMworld. You applied to be a V-expert. You're now a V-expert. So Thank you, John Troyer. You're part of a... <laughs> well, I just said apply. I, that's, that's what he's thanking me for. I told him, go ahead and apply. You're now part of a bigger community. You're going to go to a V-expert event tonight. You're going to look back. I'm going to predict. Boy, but this is going to sound so self-important. Oh, come but on, Indulge yourself just for a yeah, minute. You're going to look once. back on this year at, at, from like five years from now, and your career is going to be very different. You might even be, don't tell your boss, you might be working at a different place. But, I mean, you're going to connect with enough people at this event in this community that is supportive and helpful that, um, you know, it hopefully changes your trajectory over the next few years. One that, hopes. That's the hope. I mean, yeah. you know. you At least you'll have a better time. <laughs> well, like, like you'll know more people, and you know right. when, you, when you come to Vegas, there'll, there'll be other for this conference. There'll be people you can go drinking with. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, th this kind of events are where the community really becomes real because yeah. you you talk to people on Twitter, you've seen them that they're blogging about this or they're podcasting about this, and then you meet them in real life, and it's just it's amazing how humble all of you and everybody else I've met has has been to just give a stranger you don't really know advice about career, IT, anything. Yeah. Or invite them onto a podcast. Oh, lesson. yeah, absolutely. Like, had no so idea that was going to happen, by yeah, the way. why not? We, we like to do a little wild ball. <laughs> Works for me. What you, what's your takeaway from hearing from a fresh listener after our years of content? Um, it may be the first time I ever cry on air. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You didn't cry at my wedding? Well, I did a little. Oh, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't on air. Oh, wait. Oh. No, maybe I did. No, I was busy pranking you at your own wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that episode. That might have been one of my favorites. That was pretty funny. That was good. <laughs> she, probably, she probably wasn't the only one who cried either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us for a minute. It's it's hey, it's so cool you. to have you. And yeah, we'll, we'll hang out more because we're not going anywhere. We'll be right here. <laughs> Great to meet you in person. Cool. That was my VMworld three-word three word tweet the other day. So, I love yeah, it. it was. I Thanks, love man. it. Thanks. Thank you. Cool. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. 
M I C. No, no, that's not the right way. K E Y. This is Matt is staring at me because he's G a generation too, too young to know the Mickey Mouse theme song. Oh yes, it's G E E K W I. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. Okay. Things are getting really weird here. Anyway. I don't know if I like this anymore. <laughs> something from Nickelodeon. Can we figure something? That was there. No. Rugrats? No. <laughs> anyway, we're not. <laughs> well, you know, the beautiful thing is we're not going anywhere. Uh, we're doing different things. Uh, the, the, the Harry Potter is coming to a close. Yep. But uh, there's always the musical. He's still a magical boy. Right. There's always the musical. I think yeah. everybody's going to ask we don't do that after that. Last. Yeah. I don't know. Between your dancing and my voice. <laughs> It's going to be a rough night it's for everybody. It's going to be a really difficult <laughs> wow. time. Well, and we did the, the reckoning, actually. We were, did, we did, you were part of the event, the reckoning a couple we years ago. Anyway, event. we forgot about that. Anyway, so. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we sign off? I don't even know. Same way we started. Thank Same you, everyone. It was wonderful to be part of your, uh, your weeks, your years, your, your careers. And, uh, yeah, stay in touch. So we've got homework for you. You've got to still get up, dress up, show up. Mm -hmm. You've got to go back and listen to the episodes that matter. Pass it on and make sure you're uh, living to your full potential and see who else you can lift up to live to theirs. Exactly. So keep it going. Leave it better than you found it. Make the world a better place. And we'll see you all next time. Dot, dot, dot. Thanks again. Yeah.